Hello there. Tea leaf. Yeah, that's me. How are yeah. you? I'm good. I'm I'm tired actually. I'm tired this week now, uh because of work, the way it's been rolling, I have just I'm just a bit tired after it. So I am tired and I'm looking forward kinda of to the weekend, especially it being a long weekend and all. Yeah, absolutely. I've um I've taken Tuesday off as well. Oh well. I'm just shattered lately. I think it's because I haven't taken any holiday days this year. Yeah. And because I felt like, what's the point if there's nothing you can do or there's nowhere you can go and do it? So effectively, like, I mean, this started in March. We're going into to June now. And to be going since the start of the year without a day off that isn't a bank holiday, it's really catching up with me. And I realized, you know what, even though you're not going to be able to do anything, it's really important still just to take those holidays and make make it into something that's like it's almost it's almost unhealthy I think the routine we fit into because if I get up in the morning and I go to work and then I finish and I go to bed because my desk and like my office essentially is in my room it's just this one thing and even though you've got the two days off at the weekend you can't go anywhere, so you're still in that one room. It's really become a huge mind fuck. Yeah, even Leo gets to go to the park for cans with his friends. Yeah, even he's doing topless cans. Like, yeah, I, I think I realise I need to book that extra day just so even if I'm still in the room I'm in, it's not a room I associate with work or with going to sleep. I need to remind like my body essentially that... There's other things you can do and just because it doesn't make sense to take time off now really doesn't mean that it isn't a logical and important and healthy thing to do. That's a good point and you're quite tempting me actually to take a day off and just, just a day for me. Fuck the begrudgers. Fuck them. Fuck them in their tight, tight asses. <laughs> it makes it makes perfect sense for me, I think, to do it uh, with the bank holiday because it gives you a four day weekend. Instead yeah. of the two. So really you're I mean the week before you're working the amount of time you have off is equal to the amount of time you've pretty much just worked. And then the following week you've got only three days like it's um, it's the best of both worlds I think. And yeah even just as I'm speaking I'm realizing how how much of, of a drain it can be like when I say oh I'm jealous that you know uh, <laughs> of the people who couldn't work I've always felt like that's a really shitty and almost just a joke of a thing to say Mm. but when your work and your sleep and everything is in the same room it uh it's a little nightmare cabin it does become that way all right I find yeah you get class I find I've been very moody lately and and that's kind of uh you know I just it's been a bit narkier than I should be. What I will say has helped me hugely is actually... Masturbating. Um, Actually, if you want to be completely honest about it, I have no inclination towards any of that right now. No? No. 
Uh, I don't know what it is, but no. It's been the running and having to do something. That's what's been different for me. Like, that's because it's not something I did before we started doing this uh, regularly. That's the thing now that's different in my life. Do you think it's something you'd like to kind of just maintain? I don't know. Um, It'll be interesting when we're not doing this, like when things go back to normal, that it'll be interesting how, how I fit it in. Because, like, if this is my little nightmare cabin at the moment, it means I've got an hour in the middle of the day where I can do it. Or it's still bright out afterwards when I finish work and I can do it. That when I get back to a stage where I need to commute, obviously I don't have a shower in work, so I can't really go for a run without being a smelly little boy when I get back. Mm. Then finding that time to run when I get home, will I still have the energy? I can totally see that I wouldn't be doing it as much, probably. Do you keep calling it the Nightmare Cabin because you think that'll be a good name for the episode when it goes up on Anchor? No, but uh, I think it's just a phrase that I said and now it just keeps coming out of me. <laughs> it, it is going to be the name of the episode though, isn't it? Uh, no, not... Well, it might have been up until you said it, but now it absolutely can't be. <laughs> Bob Marley's House of Wonders. Do you, like... Are you going to keep it adopted? I mean, I think maybe at the moment you're kind of struggling just to get back into it anyway. So... Yeah. Like, how do you think that's going to pan out for you? I really like getting out for the exercise. It's been difficult all the way along because of my workload. And I'm hoping that that will alleviate a little bit in the coming weeks. Uh, I mean, it has already to a certain degree. I'm I'm way less stressed than I was. Remember the time uh, I was getting the high blood pressure? Yeah. I mean, I was just, I was so stressed out at that point. Whereas now I'm not stressed out because I have some things put to bed. I have other things that I need to do, but I'm I f- I'm feeling like I'm on top of stuff. So I'm feeling good generally. I hope that when I have a few more things put to bed, then I'll be able to find a little more time to actually look after myself and to focus my attention on it. I'm a very, very much somebody who can kind of like for exercise, for dieting and all that. I need it needs to almost be the only thing I'm doing. Like I know I make a joke out of it, but like the last two times you've been on a kick, you've needed to make a whole fucking production out of it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going forward, like that's a that's a real mindset you're going to need to address. Yeah, my father was like, "Can can you not just do a, do something without the whole world knowing?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's important for me to to be able to learn how to integrate that there is something in my psyche my mindset that prevents me from doing that but it is something that i need to address i don't know how to address it i think i don't know what the problem is yeah i mean it's an interesting one that you could just talk about for so long because i sometimes think right if i'm doing something and someone asks me to do something else i'd rather just leave that until this is done even if it's not as important because I don't like segmenting my mind in that kind of way. Uh, it makes me feel very uncomfortable. Mm. But I think what you also need to kind of do, you need to think about it, and which I totally have challenges with as well, which is why I find it hard to keep exercising once we resume uh, normal, is the things you do for you and the things you do, I say for money, but I mean for other people, you know, your like goals. Da- like dancing for goals. money? Yeah. 
You like dancing for money. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, do, it does depend why you're doing something. and Yeah, like, you, you got to remember, um, like, if you want to put it in a work context, the difference between, you know, Stephen's goal as a person and the goal Stephen's boss gives him. Hmm. And once you get home, if your goal is, I need to get fit, you absolutely need to prioritise that then. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm... I'm a lot happier when I am fit, when, you know, when I'm in the stride of it. So what would you prioritise above fitness? Like trying to clear my, clear the decks essentially with work I have to do or there's lots of things that happen. Something comes up or, you know, I'd be asked to do a job, especially at the minute. Something simple might take me way longer than it should Mm. because I resent doing it. I don't want to do the job, but I have to do it. And instead of... Doing something like getting out, getting that that exercise or focusing my mind on that. Instead, I'm sitting there not doing the thing that I'm meant to be doing. I totally know what you mean. I think a lot of people are experiencing that now at the moment as well. Uh, and I, I think that also, again, comes from the frustration of just the opportunity cost of being stuck in the same room all the time. It's just, it's a weird way of living, I think. But we're getting there. We're getting closer to the... To the end, hopefully. What's going to be interesting, I think, is there's an argument to be made for the fact that you're starting to feel a less stressed now. I think there's an argument to be made around the fact that it's you're getting used to it. And when we go back to a stage where we can go into offices again, that's going to be another huge uh, feathers ruffled situation. It will be a feathers ruffled situation. I mean, for me, one of the big things was I would go out to work and I'd drive to a school and I'd give a presentation. I'd come home. Then if I had another job to do, I'd be able to do it. I'd sit in front of the computer for the evening. A couple of times a week, I might go off to a gig and I'd have a bit of socializing. So there's a lot of different elements to what I was doing. Yeah. Even with regards to preparing for lectures, I would create little audio clips for myself that I could listen to while I'm driving. When my driving was taken away from me, that area of production was also taken, you know, of productive work that I was doing was taken away from me also. So I had to come up with new ways of doing things and everything just seemed slower. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, it's a a really good argument about, I guess, also the importance of taking the time to be adaptable rather than just keep plugging on and doing what you're doing and trying to just put a hat over a hat. You mean a double hat situation? A double hat situation, yes. One thing I was kind of, I was pleased with today is there's a lot of skills that I feel I've really honed during this period, including my ability to talk into a microphone like this uh, without having, some, you know, something distinct that I'm going to be able to talk about. Like I did a presentation today and I mean, the tech that I used behind it, I, I was quite pleased with myself, how it looked how I was able to work it. I was just pleased with it. And I feel there's a lot of skills there that I've really developed and worked on and I'm quite skilled at now. That's brilliant. Mm. So that's one plus to the whole thing. My editing of the podcasts, that's that's a good skill to have, to be able to edit audio quite well. It's the same with the video stuff because of all the video calls and recording, lectures, all of these kind of things. I'm just far more equipped for that kind of stuff now. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's I just stuck in my mind that it's kind of gassed that like the 
the side of getting the production side done you feel you're becoming really competent with but the fitness side of it that's production <laughs> side should lie on um, <laughs> not at all <laughs> yeah well there there is a thing but yeah i'm kind of like there's lots of stuff i'd like to do I, i'd be quite interested in if if i had a bit more time and we're still stuck i'd love to produce decent quality video and see how i get on with editing it putting it together into you know a, a relatively high quality sketch as opposed to just me sitting on the couch blabbing on about something you know mm. I, i'd like to give that a go and give that a twirl for a bit if you send me naked videos again i'll be extremely you don't know they're me you don't know they're me the head isn't in the picture the balaclava really throws you up <laughs> Speaking of hiding your appearance, did you see uh, Jimmy Fallon in the news? I did. I didn't have a lot of time today to look at stuff, but as I, like, I briefly opened Twitter and I saw him making a, a comment. Give us some context around it. I think it was Chris Rock he was doing an imitation of. Uh, I saw the video, but it was definitely a black comedian. He was doing a impersonation of back in 2000 and he dressed up in blackface. And did the the thing. I, I, he's, I saw right in his tweet. He did mention that it was Chris Rock. But I'm more asking like. Why is it coming up now? Is he doing this of his own volition? Or have people been going through SNL back catalogues. And going. Hey I think it's, Jimmy. I think it's the SNL back catalogues. I'd say also he. Like I think there was a few occasions there. Where he was, he was off up on a high moral ground. And needed to come down a bit. And as such. It's very easy to take somebody with the back back catalogue down, I think, at this point. Yeah, I totally, yeah. To be honest, this is one I've found very hard to call because I was thinking about this, um, especially in light of what we were talking about yesterday. Yeah, I thought it was very, it was convenient that something like this came up so quick again. And there's so many, like, even in the Twitter comments, I guess because it's his page, lots of people were very kind of trying to back him up. But I was expecting a lot less than that. I was expecting people to be hounding him because, let's face it, it's Twitter. Mm. And people are going, well, look, on the same show, Eddie Murphy, Chappelle, and I think maybe Chris Rock himself have done whiteface. You know, why is it different? It still does feel different. I think if it wasn't about something as important as race, I'd be a lot more on the fence. But because it's about race, I kind of go, oh, shit, yeah, no, that was a really bad thing to do. And so many people at the moment are going, yeah, but it's hindsight. Hindsight is twenty twenty. At the moment, it was fine, and you should view it in the context of when it was put out. If you want to think about that further, I think a lot of that argument comes from nostalgia. So people our age or around were looking at that and going, well, th- that's part of my childhood. So if I say that's wrong now, then part of my childhood is wrong and I need to let that go. Because if you were to compare that kind of thing with a movie like Song of the South by Disney, hugely offensive now. I think, though, it's more so looking at the context and recognising it for what it was. I mean, the year 2000 was different to the year 2020. Um, Similarly, 1940 was different to 60, 60 to 80 and 80 to 2000. And it's constantly changing. And I think trying to to affect 
the past. You you can only live in the present. And I think trying to hold people accountable for something that was generally seen as acceptable in the past, I think it's it's ill ill fated. I think it's it's. It's a Sisyphean task enough, all right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, people just lacking that sense of temporality. While I would tend to agree with you, I'm also kind of hesitant because there's always that thing of going, in 50 years, what will our grandkids be embarrassed that we used to do? And I'm very afraid of going, no, we should forget about Fallon doing this because it's just the way we do things. But... Um, I think they'll be mortified by the existence of this podcast. No, this is going to be passed on to uh, <laughs> our, our our fat little children. <laughs> Adam, we'll leave it at that uh, for this evening. I am going to go out, get a bit of a walk, flex my muscles. Get up the back of the yard. Mira, have a good evening and I'm going to talk to you tomorrow because that's what we do. See you later. <laughs>